0: Hey, what's up, guys? For week 8 of Family Gaming Review's weekly podcast, we're reviewing Blue Rider, Vertical Drop Heroes HD, and Iron Cryptical. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Michael from Family Gaming Review, and for week 8, we have here the magnificent, the industrial, the Illus- cloned...
1: Illustrious.
0: That too. <laughs> Candy Corn. Again, Ooh-hoo. we're still trying to think of a name for her, but, you know, we'll go with that as we go along.
1: Yeah, I like candy corn, so it has to be equally as catchy.
0: Oh dear, what I, I've created a monster. I'm picky. <laughs> so this week, we got three unique games in our pipeline that we're going to talk about. Uh, one of them is Blue Rider. It's a top-down shooter that is an interesting shooter we're going to go into. A second one is Vertical Drop Heroes HD that's available on the PC and the PlayStation 4. And a third one from Tiki Pod that is Iron Cryptical. And, you know, if the developer's listening, please forgive me as I may have pronounced it mispronounced it mm-hmm. i'm off today cam i don't know what's going on i don't know yeah it's just just spooky like <sighs> so you know e3 is over you know camille and i were just talking about like how slow the summer's been this you know this year uh there was actually one week when we do our weekly post of new releases and there was nothing you know from the 11th to the 18th of july that didn't post and I'm kind of like looking at my Xbox, I'm looking at the PlayStation 4, I'm looking at our other reviewers. Well, it's
1: like I said, everybody's, you know, gearing up for E3. You know, there's E3's a lot over. of time to gear up for that. So, uh, you know, they're not paying as much attention but to E3's pre-existing. Over. Right, but now begins the time where everyone catches up and, hmm? you know, they'll get back to... Um, you know reviewing their getting their digital libraries reviewed and all that but uh you know people are tired and they need naps and they're cranky and they need coffee and
0: <laughs> so donuts are you, so are you saying game developers are big babies uh uh, can I refrain from
1: that?
0: <laughs> Actually, they're not. I've I've spoken with a lot of game developers, uh, you know, over the years, you know, through email or, in, you know, meeting them in conferences and, you know, shows and everything. And a lot of them are very down to earth. They're just very taxed because, you know, they're independent and they have to get a lot of games out. Yes. And, you know, their own marketing, their own everything. But
1: in I, any case. I, I would say it is probably one of the most uh demanding demanding ventures in entrepreneurship that you can possibly take on it's exactly indie game developing oh these yeah. poor guys
0: and women dude i swear when you see them at shows they're like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed but once the show is over they look like the walking dead and you know bless their hearts you know for bringing out such great material
1: yeah but Definitely. In any
0: case, let's go ahead and get into the reviews of things. Now, the first game we're gonna talk about is Blue Rider. Blue Rider is rated T. No, E. It's E10. Excuse me, E10, and it's currently available on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, we got a chance to get a copy of this during the Xbox One sale. This was passed this week, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the reviewers he saw the game and he said, "Hey, it's a shooter. You know, we're fans of shooters here, and we want to take a look and see what's going on." So we picked it up, uh, and, you know, this game was actually purchased. It was, was not given to us by the developer or anything of that sort. And when we played the game, it was an interesting bag of nuts as far as, like, the game itself, the game quality, and, and you know, the difficulty. And, you know, Camille, we were, like, again, before the podcast started, Camille and I were talking about, like, how games especially... Now, this day and age should be very straightforward with controls, unless it's a specific genre, like an RPG or like a you know a simulator or so forth. But games should be very specific in controls. And one thing I liked about Blue Rider was the controls were very simplistic. There was just a bomb option to use your bomb, to shoot, to do a sprint, um, both sticks on the controller. The left stick controlled the ship, the right stick controlled orientation. So... I actually enjoyed that portion of the game when we did our test but when we kind of got into the meats and potatoes of the game there were some concerns uh it was the music itself seemed like it was being recycled which is fine you know shooters are not known unless it's a triple a title to have heavy soundtracks um the enemy choices were you know were very vast and unique they were but at the same time they seemed very cookie cutter which again you know, some of our developer I mean, some of our game testers when we were testing the game felt that, you know, it seemed like it was rinse, wash and repeat. And the gameplay was very difficult, uh, believe it or not, for a shooter. And It was. Yeah, and I, and I was very disappointed in seeing that, but I can understand where the developer was going with this. They wanted to go to the roots of old-school shooters. I mean, for those that played old-school Super NES or Nintendo or Sega Genesis shooters, there were some at that time that didn't even have health bars. You just, you know, you get shot, you're dead, you mm-hmm. know, and and Blue Rider seemed that it was like that and being a top-down shooter um the controls felt a little bit at times as tight as they were at times it felt that it was too wobbly where the ship felt like it had too much momentum uh the it took a while to get into the game for some of our game testers especially our special needs gamers as they felt that they didn't understand the con- concept of picking up power-ups or they didn't understand like why one power-up did one thing versus the other it was kind of like learn as you go kind of gameplay and and i respect the developer for doing that but at the same time it kind of like you know puts a frowny face on you know newer gamers that don't understand how shooters are
1: you know I, I hate to geek out for a minute, but this actually reminds me of when I was in college and we were taking cognitive psychology, mm-hmm. and it was about basically how a lot of things um you could see where the intentions were you can see where it was meant to be something really good but the execution of it just didn't jive with the way that the human mind works and i think that that kind of said a lot um uh, especially when the special needs gamers tested it because there was there was really no set pattern um to really go from and the the learning curve was a little bit punishing
0: it, it was at first uh, I had to sit down as well as one of our senior testers here um, with some of the newer testers that we have and kind of explain like, okay, this is why you can't fly out of bounds because you start losing health on your ship or, you know, understanding that, you know, again, the game is meant to be more specific for hardcore shooter fans. Mm-hmm. Like why is it that there's no continue feature to continue or why is it that in order to get better weapons that you have to start from the beginning and work your way through through the nine levels that are in the game is that to say it's a bad game no i'm I, I don't believe there's ever a bad game i just believe there's bad execution in you know development and i don't even think honestly there was bad execution i think it's just, just more geared towards hardcore shooters
1: if I could, again, from my geeky self, I think that because of the way they executed it, they just made it a very, very niche game. Yes. So not only do you have to be a fan of shooters, but you also have to be a hardcore fan of shooters who likes a challenge, mm-hmm. doesn't need to be handheld. I mean, because we had the opportunity to explain, you know, okay this is how this works and that's what this power-up does and whatnot but the majority of people they go out you know buy this game or buy it online um, there's no guide you know there's no um, there's no hand-holding really exactly so.
0: and and that's and that's what you know what it was and and, and it, again it's no fault of the developer they were just or you know targeting a specific audience mm-hmm. uh parents if you guys are listening you know don't consider it as a bad game consider it as something more of a trial so if you could get it on the pc or on the console get a demo try it out for yourself see if it's appropriate for your family members and your loved ones and you know go from there uh it, you know, that's my best advice on this one.
1: Exactly. And if I could just add to that quickly, it's like a lot of titles that we've reviewed. You know, sometimes if you see a rating of a six, it doesn't mean that it was a bad game. It just means that it wasn't a, a game for everyone, you know, or for the whole family, maybe. You know, it's a really niche game. And so one of the things that we encourage no matter what the game is to know your gamer. Exactly. This is just one more example of why you should really know your gamer and what they love.
0: Mm-hmm. So again, guys, you know, we're going to give it a six when we get our full review out. That may change, you know, as I'm now I'm hearing Camille's thoughts on this as well as my, you know, hearing myself, what I feel about it. Um, we are going to finish up some testing on it, so that may change. But again, guys, best advice on any game. If you're questionable about it, if there's a demo, download the demo. At least that gives you some idea of what the game is. Or go on YouTube or even our site or even ask us and say, Hey, Mike, Mill, do you think this game is appropriate for my family? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, we're going to go to our second review, which is Vertical Drop Heroes HD. Now, this is available on the PC and the PlayStation 4. Uh, as for my understanding there is no works of the xbox one version coming out anytime soon but that could change based on the developer but guys, I'll tell you this much: when we were just talking about like games, like that are great games to play with families, you know, especially with parents and children. This is one of those fun games to play. Uh, the game is very simplistic in style. You pick a rogue warrior, whether it's a you know a soldier or or knight or something, and you drop down each level fighting bad guys until you get to a boss, and then you fight the boss and you go to the next level. Now, for those that might say, "Oh, that's kind of too simplistic," before you even think that. There's a lot of mechanics into this, especially RPG mechanics, in which you have to power up your characters, you have to go through different levels. You are gonna die a lot, but that is okay in this because as you die, you collect coins and experience that give the characters that you're working on more, you know, better equipment, better gear, better abilities. And this is kind of meant as a trial and error, especially when you're playing split screen, so two people could play with you, meaning yourself and someone else. Now, uh, Camille saw this during our play testing. She, you know, let me, I'll let you give you know give your thoughts on it.
1: Well, first of all, I loved the fact that this title deserves a place on the list of uh, games that you can play with your gamer, with your child, or. Uh, teen, whatever the case may be, because it was so easy to pick up and play, and it really reminded me of the old uh, Super Mario Brothers, you know, original Nintendo days, so... Uh, if you grew up in the 80s or 70s, then you'll actually be able to pick up the controller and be right at home. Uh, it's very easy to see, you know, what to do as you go through the game. Uh, I think it's a, a great title to have in your digital library so that you can have that gaming time with uh, your kid or, or your family. And another thing that uh, sorry
0: Camille's reading too many notes right now
1: <laughs> I, I am I had a, a lot of notes yeah, I think I got thrown off by all the cognitive psych stuff but um, I just think that it was it was a really good game um, you know for people to play together and so that's why it should be in any digital library
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, the controls are very sim- simplistic. Uh, you know, the left thumbstick when we were playing, I, I got to look at the PlayStation controller to remember everything. You know, forgive me for that. Um, very simplistic. X was to swipe, you know, use your weapon, and then you had a special ability that you could use. Two special abilities, actually. And then there was a ju- button for jumping. But for those, um, one thing, actually, I do remember now from my notes. We had a special... You know special needs play testing where cognitive skills that actually has an auto hit button so for those that cannot you know match the buttons right away the game allows you to auto hit where so if you get close enough to an enemy it automatically attacks the enemy it Dang doesn't use a special it, yes. ability it uses a standard and i remember with one of our children that we used this the special test with special needs gaming test excuse me uh, she was having a hard time because she's an Xbox One gamer, and for her to translate from Xbox One to PlayStation 4, it was hard for her to navigate the buttons, but when she was able to use the auto feature it made it easier for her to play. Her and her mother enjoyed it very much. And, you know, they actually said, hey, we're going to go home and actually purchase this for the PlayStation 4. And from what I last talked with them on Thursday, they actually had a great time with this. And I was very surprised.
1: That was actually the other thing I was going to say was that autoplay feature. And uh, not only did she have a good experience, but with a couple of gamers, uh, the autoplay feature, Almost was a bit of a confidence builder because if they kept dying, you know, from not being able to swing the sword fast enough, uh, we were able to put the autoplay on, and and they had a great time, and it. Uh, you know, a game should be able to to build the gamer's confidence and help them progress. You know, not yes. not be frustrating or overwhelming. And, um, and I agree with that. And I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Like as I mentioned before, in the game,
0: there's going to be a lot of dying. Uh, when we were when you and I were playing, we died on the second level on our first try. But it wasn't like the death was punishing. It was more like, hey, you collected coins, you collected experience. Now go and upgrade your character. And because it gave you the ability to re-roll the dice to say, mm-hmm. to choose different characters, you kind of chose, you had the ability to choose different characters to play as and made it more fun.
1: And another thing is, you know, I understand the ESRB rated it T for teen, And we Actually, had-
0: no, it was a misprint. That was my mistake. It's actually E10. Oh, E10. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so that was my That's mistake. That's a lot more appropriate because you have to understand that even though your tiny little seemingly 8-bit characters is slashing at enemies uh when your character dies you know your character just disappears and you know from the screen enemies just practically disappear it's what the the esrb calls fantasy violence and it mm-hmm. really couldn't be any more um, i can't imagine any violence being more non-violent uh than in this title I- you know. exactly
0: and, and guys guys and gals if you're listening you know vertical drop heroes hd is a remake i remember seeing this years ago on the browsers this is a fun game and this is a game that's a great bonding game for parents and children or you know you you like
1: for myself and camille like Camille's not a you know a ver- you know it's Let's just say, I, Michael's the king of burn on Titanfall. I mean, I, <laughs> I couldn't crawl into a titan if i tried so exactly. it's one of those games that he and i can play together and both have a great time because it's so easy to pick up and play and
0: this is a great bonding game for parents and children i highly rec. i actually we we highly recommend yeah. going out there and picking this up this is a fun game and this is something that should not be missed that being said let's c- cover the third one now camille i'm a fan of this uh, of this developer but I'm going to let you pronounce the name of the title because I am afraid to butcher it.
1: Iron Cryptical. Cryptical. It's
0: Iron Cryptical. <laughs> okay. Now, this is made from Tiki Pod. Um these guys they 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 must love the 80s because their first game Aqua Kitty, which we gave a very high review for.
1: Love Aqua Kitty.
0: It's like a defender style where Iron Cryptical is if you took Smash TV, and for the older audience that's listening to us, you guys will know what Smash TV is. If you took Smash TV and combined it with Gauntlet, and added a four-player co-op, and it was all about loot and shooting enemies, this is what it would be. And I think Camille is mesmerized by our cat right now.
1: No, I'm sorry. I just he he's a character he's our he's official office assistant
0: but i encryptical is a four up to four players on the same screen or it could be through xbox live we didn't get a chance to test the xbox live feature as we only had one copy that we got a testing from Uh but it's, it's simple, you get into you know levels, it's kind of like with Smash TV where you choose which room you want to go into, you fight enemies, you have a time limit, and you have to collect loot, you have to collect scrolls that you can use, there's a special power-up you can use, but it takes time to recharge, and as you play the game and collect more and more powerful weapons that you can use temporarily, you get to use them after you finish through a couple of levels of the first floor, you get to a boss level, and then it's rinse, wash, and repeat before you think that's a bad thing it is not it's actually fun we actually got a chance to play four player and oh it was a hoot it, it was fun
1: you know one thing i love uh about tiki pod uh the developers they seem to be the masters of family couch gaming mm-hmm. because just like with aqua kitty you know you there's up to four players it is simple enough to pick up and play without being a master gamer to start you can pick it up and and you know learn the controls and get by and you can have but it's complicated enough in the gameplay that you can have an absolute blast. Yes. So Tiki Pod really knows how to make a win-win-win situation when it comes with a game comes to a, you know a family-friendly game.
0: And and the funny thing is, is this is we were joking about this in the office. Uh, it's kind of a way to understand how your loved ones are because... <laughs>
1: If it's there's so like
0: true like it's depending on do i go for the piece of bread and go for the bonus multiplier or do i say my loved one is about to get jumped by a bunch of monsters and and let's let's just say that when it comes time for the family wills there's gonna be a lot of thought process because i was left to fend for myself many a times where people were fighting over a piece of cake or cheese or bread in the level so th- if you're looking for a good couch co-op that your family could sit and play or if you have like friends that just want to, you know, get away from the norm of the AAA blockbuster titles and play something just random and fun. You know, Iron Cam, can you say the name? Iron,
1: Crypti- Cryptical.
0: Iron Cryptical. Iron
1: Cryptical.
0: Yes, Iron Cryptical is the game to pick up. We're giving the game a nine, and and I'm not giving that because I'm a fan of the developer, which which I am. I'm also giving it because it's a great family game, and
1: and I I encourage I you. Um, please go ahead. Cam. I'm sorry, you know. Our last podcast and that great blog that's on the website, you know, about... Summer fun. Summer, you know, fun and gaming. Uh, Iron Cryptical is an ideal example of a game that you pop in on family gaming night. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: It is. And then, you know, you could, like, say to your family or loved ones, like, Hey, okay, whoever gets the most points, you know, wins this tournament. And then you realize is that sister of yours really that loving sister or she's just going to go for points. And later on in life, if you need that kidney, it will kind of give you a hint of whether yes or no.
1: That, see, that would be an interesting psychological study. Does eight bit behavior carry over into real life? <laughs> like, you <know?
0: laughs> oh, you're so but, twisted, but guys, guys and girls, if you guys are listening, pick up this game. You are not going to be disappointed. Um, there's a lot of depth to the game. You know, it's a fun game. Uh, it was really, rated t for teen however i disagree with the esrb on this because it is more fantasy violence how like camille mentioned it's not a blood or gore fest it's you know like i said before if someone that's played like gauntlet i would say the violence level personally when i saw it it was more of the gauntlet level of violence more than smash tv and for those that know what smash tv is you would understand the difference between the two uh, again, it's available on the PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4, and I definitely encourage you guys to pick it up.
1: I, I would say pick up Iron Cryptical, and also, if you haven't already, get Aqua Kitty while you're at it.
0: Exactly. So, you know, those are the three games. You know, again, in the summertime, it is because, you know, everyone's out and about, and developers are catching up from E3 and other, you know, conventions and so forth. It's kind of a slow trickle right now. Um again, when we get copies of games, we do our honest reviews. Even there's co- developers that will send us copies of games, and we do our best to be honest with it. And you know we just want to make sure you guys understand that you know there is no bias here you know there's developers that give us great titles and we give great reviews for it and then they come out with titles that may not be appropriate for the family mm-hmm. and sometimes we may have to give a lower review it doesn't mean they're a bad developer or a publisher it just means they may not be a full suit for every member of your gaming family
1: yeah and we don't take that lightly it's very difficult you know we we make sure we put a lot of thought mm-hmm. uh, anytime there's a review that's not glowing but uh, you know we have to keep the family as our priority yes. you know because the fact is gaming uh you know the the average demographic of gamers is not just kids these days it goes clear up into the 50s for both men and women and so um, you know there may not be a lot of titles coming out right now but it's a great time to look at other reviews see what other independent titles you can support and, you know, that's one of the reasons that it we don't take our reviews lightly. They're very unbiased because we know how, you know, how much blood, sweat and tears goes into an independent title.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why we do thorough reviews. We go back and play the game several times. Even if we beat the game, we want to make sure that someone with special needs or someone that's never played a video game before is able to at least understand the core concept. And there's our cat meowing in the background in agreeance, but um, in all honesty, we want to make sure that we never try to give a bad review, but we want to give the honest review so a parent that's looking into buying something new has the full knowledge and education of what the game offers before making up that purchase, so... That being said, you know, thank you so much for your time for listening to this week's podcast. Again, we'll be back next week with three more reviews. This is Michael from Family Game Review.
1: And Camille, aka Candy Corn.
0: And we thank you so much for listening, and you guys take care.
1: Thank you.